What if I told you that I created a new line of shoes for young women in America? They're beautiful, they're sexy, they're attractive, they're affordable. Only thing, only thing, only caveat is I want to use the dollars I make from those shoes to fund the slaughter of women in America. Uh, would that seem weird to you? Would that seem sort of strange? Uh, well, my good friend Michael Seifert discovered that that is exactly the case with the baby industry. <laughs> That <laughs> people that make money off of babies, you know, poopy butts, diapers, wipes, every major diaper company in America um, funds, celebrates, or supports the slaughter of children in the womb was mourning and renting their garments with the overturning of Roe versus Wade, which would have meant more babies alive and therefore more diapers to sell and more for the baby industry to enrich themselves. But that's why ideology is a hell of a drug. We have co-founder of Every Life Diaper Company joining us today, Michael Seifert, also the founder and CEO of Public Square, where they are taking back life and liberty, one dollar and one industry at a time as ticked off freedom-loving, pro-life, America-first citizens are fighting back with their wallet and stewarding what God has given them to ensure freedom, liberty, and life for future generations. Buckle up, you're in for a treat. I'm Seth Gruber, and this is Unaborted. So, funnily enough, before I welcome the co-founder of Every Life Diaper onto the show, uh, thanks you to Every Life Diaper for being the exclusive sponsor of Unaborted with Seth Gruber here. Uh, I declined uh, ad sponsor slots uh, for a long time because I wanted to make sure it was really aligned with who we are as an organization of the White Rose Resistance and here at Unaborted. And so um, Every Life Diaper Company is, is America's pro-life diaper company um, because the diaper baby industry funds the slaughter of children. Every Life Diaper is not only the only major pro-life America diaper company, but they actually turn around and give some of their profits back to pregnancy resource centers and to pro-life organizations. But here's the problem. Herein lies the problem, as Michael will tell you in just one second. You cannot build a culture of life by funding a culture of death. That's counterintuitive. It's stupid. It doesn't work. We complain and we whine and we moan about the culture of death that we're living in. All this evil targeting so many innocent people, pre-born babies first and foremost. But then we go and give our money to the people who are causing this problem in the first place, who are ushering in and architecting this culture of death. You don't get to whine and moan about the state of affairs if you're helping fund the state of affairs and the status quo. Take your dollars. If you're a grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, mom, dad, niece, nephew, or friend of people having babies and go to everylife.com, everylife.com and get your wipes and diapers from Every Life Diaper. What would it look like if in the next two years, like 50 to 75% of the Christians in America who identify as pro-life walked away from every pro-abortion diaper company and funded every life, who then turns around and supports pro-life ministries, and you start bankrupting and defunding the diaper baby companies that kill children in the womb. Everylife.com, everylife.com. If you sign up for auto-renew, because you got a lot of poop around the house, um, you get 20% uh, off your order. And if you use code Seth10, Seth10, you get 10% off your first order. Let them know that we sent you. And then that supports the White Rose Resistance and pro-life organizations all around the country. Stop complaining. Go to everylife.com, promo code Seth10. All right, Michael. Uh, hey, uh, co-founder of Every Life. That was, that was perfect. Welcome to the show, brother. That was awesome timing. Thank you for having me back. That's good to see you. 
Yeah, dude. I always so I always tell people because it's it's funny, Michael. They they'll they'll be like, um, have you heard of Public Square? This new company just went public. A New York Stock Exchange. Have you like, dude? This is so cool. They're like, they're like, do you heard of Every Life Diaper Company? And like, fun like selfishly, Michael, I'll be like. Yeah, yeah, I met Michael when it, Public Square was an idea, and he just he shared this idea, and uh, so. But anyways, you know, you know, you know, Olivia and I love you guys. We're so supportive of what you're. Frankly, just blown away and proud of you. Just laying it down all, all on the line. We've talked about Public Square before, Michael. We talked about that in depth the last time you came on, but you couldn't announce at the time a few months ago uh, about Every Life. But we touched on this problem um, with so many people rushing to Every Life, and dude, I just I want to see you guys become a multi, multi, multi million dollar company in like 12 months 24 months and we're gonna help make that happen but but tell us a story behind this i want to know the nitty-gritty like detail the story behind how this happened that when you became aware of this because you're you're like dude you're you're like in a jeremy boring this thing dude like you're going daily wire you're finding every woke business that has betrayed its its uh its its well customers and you're saying we're gonna go create the freedom loving alternative do it better and enrich ourselves while we create a culture of life. I love that. Uh, tell us the story, Michael. Well, I'm happy to, and you're right. The last time I was on this show, we were able to talk about the problem, the fact that every major diaper company in the United States today supports abortion. But right. I wasn't able to articulate yet, because we were going public, the actual solution that we've created. And so really? it's very liberating now to be able to talk about the fact that every life exists, that we are looking to overhaul the diaper industry for the culture of life. And yep. in turn, defund the culture of death. That is what we're doing at everylife.com. And really? we're starting with diapers and wipes. But we're adding multiple products to the mix over the course of the coming months and years. And we're very grateful for this incredible consumer base that wants to put their money where their values are, Amen. put purpose behind their purchases, and actually fund the culture of life. And in the turn, in turn, make sure that their babies have high-performing diapers and wipes and baby gear for all of life's needs. That has the uh, been the desired solution that we've been able to provide to the market. I'm very glad that in a month since we've launched, it's working. Wow. But if you go back a year, you'll find the actual initial conception, no pun intended, of the idea for every life. And yeah, that yeah. looks like two things. First is we uh, were in a conversation, my wife and I, about the fact that after the overturning of Roe v. Wade, a lot of companies were lining up to make it very well known to the public that they were supporting abortion, that they were going to actually fund the termination of their employees' children in many instances, that they would actually give $4,000 to their employees to drive across state lines to actually go and fund the termination of their children. It was heartbreaking. And uh, as we looked through this list, that you know, the New Yorker posted of all the businesses that were lining up to do this and make their public stance on abortion very well known. We were startled to learn wow. that baby companies were appearing on that list. Companies like Honest and Hello Bello and Pampers and Huggies that are owned by these giants like Procter & Gamble and Unilever, Kimberly Clark, we were appalled to learn that the pro-abortion nonsense, the culture of death had even infected and affected baby brands. It was startling. And, and it caused us to sit back in our chairs and think, wait a second, have we really come that far? Like, is our country that far off the cliff that the industry that should be promoting both morally and economically, the advance of the next generation is actually funding the termination of the next generation and the murder of the next generation. It was heartbreaking to learn as, as it was appalling, obviously. That conversation happened between my wife and I right around the same time. By the way, during that conversation, my wife and I, well, 
my wife was pregnant. We were expecting our first child. And so uh, that hit especially home right. in a very painful yeah. way. At the same time, uh, one of the other founders of Every Life, a guy named John Werner and I were discussing how there was a real need that we had addressed from our consumer base for baby goods. So at Public Square, we created the nation's largest marketplace of pro-life, pro-family, and pro-freedom businesses. We have over 65,000 small businesses on the platform, well over 1.4 million consumers. And wow. every day, we have thousands of searches in the search bar for what consumers are looking for. And we have a lot of moms on Public Square. So we saw... Yeah that one of the most searched for items on Public Square was baby gear. But unfortunately, we did not have a pro-life diapers and wipes wow. brand on our platform. So we saw two things at the same time. One is we were made very aware of the dysfunction, the distortion, and the perversion mm. of the baby care industry after the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And at the same time, had learned very clearly how much of a desire there was amongst our public square consumer base for baby goods. So last summer, uh, it really became evident. We have a need here. There's a desire strongly amongst our consumers for a pro-life baby brand that would actually say unequivocally and unashamedly, we support every single miracle from above. Why? Because biology says so because our faith says so, because common sense and reason and morality say so. Okay. And it's well past time for common sense to be infused in this industry. So that was a year ago. We started laying the groundwork, started to put some pieces together, started to run some focus groups to understand how we could actually come about executing on this mission. And uh, we're really grateful that as of July 13th of this summer, we brought Every Life to Life. And uh, Every Life launched nationwide as America's first pro-life diaper company. Today, we're selling diapers in the United States and now Canada as well. And I'm proud to say that in the first 19 days of launch, between July 13th and end of the month, July 31st, we saw over $300,000 in sales already with this brand new nascent brand. Wow. Uh, so it's, it's a liberating movement. Come on. And it also economically makes sense. This yep. consumer base needs to know that there's an option that will support life in all cases, yeah, uh, and be unashamed about doing so. So we're really excited about the future of every life, and we hope to overhaul this industry for the culture of life. Well, and, and you will, and you will, and and I'm and I'm going to in, help ensure that that happens. Um, uh, Michael, um, how how many days since you launched? It has been thirty days since we've launched. Now, okay, so your your organization's heart barely started beating. You're uh, you're a little over twenty one days old. Um, clearly. Your organization is still a blob of tissue, um, so I, yeah, I fully yeah, expect. Yeah, cells. Yeah, yeah I, I fully expect the abortion industry to do all that they can when they become aware of you to try to commit a a, a first trimester abortion on every life. Um, but Michael, help us like get into the mind of the entrepreneur and the investor. I mean, so you're building companies you're going to continue to public squares become wildly successful you're just went public on the new york stock exchange recently and by the way congratulations that was so cool to watch um you. you know you've had meetings with investors about this idea of uh woke corporatism and and companies like whether it's disney or the diaper company but it's like they're they're actually like funding the slaughter of children but like their industry is like enriching themselves based off of the lives of children. It's like really weird. Um, can you help us get into the mindset of um, the people at Procter & Gamble, the people at Huggies or Healthy Baby or, or you know, whatever these diaper companies are? Like, wh what makes someone think that way? Like what, I, 
I don't get that. Like I, I could be a pro-abortion crazy in my personal life. But if I run a diaper company, I want people having lots of babies. Um, like for the people listening to this who are like, I, I, like, what the hell? I don't, I don't know how to make sense of that. Like, I, I mean, not that I expect you to understand the mind of a humanist leftist. Uh, that would be very sad if you understood it too, too, too detailed. But like, can you help us understand like where that comes from? Because we always say on this show, Michael, right? Ideas have consequences and bad ideas have victims. What kind of ideas take a profit-driven, incentivized business to do something so dumb? Well, it's two things. First is it's nefarious intent. So these people have darkened hearts. The executives at these companies know what they're doing and they know what it contributes to. And they want it to. They want to foster a culture of death. And that's the saddest reality of all of mm. this. The second component, and by the way, that's that's a uh, a feeling or a desire that I pray no one listening to this podcast can resonate with. I certainly mm. can't. I can't imagine presenting to the world that you are a company that profits off of the uh, uh, the life of babies and yet you will also advocate for the termination of those babies. So those babies will make you rich when they were wanted, but when they were unwanted, you'll gladly pay for that termination. I mean, it's just, it, it's it's the most distorted and cold-hearted thinking that I can possibly fathom. And so I can't resonate with that. I don't understand what would drive the human heart to, uh, to advocate for the termination of the very people who have given them a business in the first place. I mean, that's just, right. it, it's as evil as it gets. And by the way, it also makes zero common sense. As you correctly noted at the outset of this podcast, if I were to create a shoe company for men, and I thought that the best way to market my brand was to advocate for the amputation of men's feet or the termination of men altogether, <laughs> it would make no sense. You'd, you'd think I'd lost my mind. Um, and so the first thing is it's nefarious intent. These people, not all of them, but many of them, especially the decision makers at the top, their hearts are cold and they have turned toward evil. And it's sad that they're actually putting their money behind those evil intent. Uh, the second piece, though, it's really incompetence and it's incompetence led by a concept called stakeholder capitalism. So Back in the late 20th century, 1980s, 1990s, we saw a move in the American economy from shareholder capitalism, which was defined by providing maximum value to your shareholders and your customers, to stakeholder capitalism. Stakeholder capitalism is the idea that businesses should have social responsibilities. They should factor in external stakeholders like the climate or marginalized communities right, or right. the pro-abortion donors. Like. Stakeholder capitalism has led to ideologies such as ESG and DEI, and these places lead nowhere good for our economy. Um, and what ends up happening is that a major corporate entity wants to stay in good graces with the ESG cult because that will secure their financial prosperity into the future through mm. financial loans, through lobbying power. Uh, so we may think in our feeble minds that profits lead the way. Companies should want more profits, right? Like that's kind of a simple concept. You would think that that's elementary, but unfortunately, nothing makes sense anymore. Everything is upside down. Two plus two equals fish and everything is stupid. So companies now are saying instead of profits leading the way, we yeah. need to factor in our external stakeholders. We need a high ESG score so that we can get that new loan from JP Morgan because they require an ESG score minimum of X amount, which means we need to donate to Planned Parenthood. And you may say, well, wait, how does that help you sell more diapers to babies? And they're like, shut up, bigot. That's not what this is about. Women's health care. It makes no sense. So it's a mix of evil intent at the top 
paired with gross negligence and incompetence that would prioritize a short-sighted ESG score over common sense and decency. And that leads to this smorgasbord of dysfunction in the American economy where a diaper company would actually advocate for the termination of their very client base. To put matters into perspective with some actual examples, Coterie, which is one of the nicest diapers money can buy. Coterie last year after the overturning of Roe v. Wade, a Canadian company, said, you know, we feel at Coterie lost without abortion. We are so heartbroken. Our employees feel, quote, lost without abortion. Hello Bello said that they feel disgusted by the overturning of Roe v. Wade, and they're actually putting their money where their mouth is, and they're advocating financially for the employees' abortions. They're funding the termination of their employees' children. Pampers, Huggies, Honest Co., all of them have lined up to support this culture of death, and it's really sad more than anything else. It's obviously frustrating. It's obviously disheartening. But more than anything, it's just sad, because when you see this woke mind virus that has infiltrated corporate America at that level, yeah. It can get easy to get blackpilled and just get sort of disheartened about the whole thing and nihilistic. But for us, we wanted to choose a different route. We wanted to say rather than being down in the dumps about it, let's actually go beat them. Let's go beat them with culture of life. Let's actually yeah. take away their profit center because, and I'll finish with this, the women that are actually having babies in this country on mass, by the way, 41% at higher rates than the left are conservative traditional moms. Wow. People that are having six or seven babies right now, especially, are the Midwestern Christian and Catholic mothers that are very pro-life. They are not the blue-haired they-thems from Los Angeles. So <laughs> the fact that diaper companies are marketing to the blue-haired they-thems from Los Angeles when their profit center are actually middle America moms that love life makes zero sense. So fine, we'll do it for you. We'll come in. We'll market those to those moms. We'll take away your entire market, and we'll show you what you should have done all along. And we're proud yep. to do that at Everlast. Yep. Yep. That's so powerful, uh, Michael. I mean, it's, I mean, obviously, you know, you're building on the same concept of public square. Everyone understands that, but like, I just, I want everyone to like see and understand like what, what's the, what is the Mandalorian before I stopped watching it because they were pushing gay marriage, LGBTQ anal sex cartoons for kids. But uh, what did you say? This is the way, right? This is the way, this is the way. <laughs> I mean, the, the majority, I, I mean, tell me if I'm right here, Michael, probably the majority of the income some of these pro-abortion diaper companies make come from people who are pro-life. Mm -hmm. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. The, the diaper industry in the United States today is they did $7.9 billion in sales last year in the aggregate. So $7.9 billion in sales in 2022 and 40 or conservatives are having babies at a 41% higher rate than leftists. So if you just do the math, you realize that these diaper companies are completely abusing the values and mocking the values of a massive chunk of their consumers, a majority of them actually. Yeah. And uh, these consumers want no part in it. By the way, when consumers learn that this is happening, they're very quick to pivot. We've seen that with every life. As we've called out the problem, because it's just an, it's, it's an awareness issue. People just yeah. don't know this is happening. That's As you right. call out the issue, people are very quick to turn. And these companies are gonna learn with the Bud Light treatment that it is a very poor decision to make a strong, aggressive stance, especially yeah. you're backing, when you're backing it with finances against your actual consumers. And yep. uh, we're proud to contribute to that realization because we think it's well past time that American consumers learn just how evil some of these corporate entities have become. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, that's so good, Michael. Um, hey, uh, as we kind of wind down, tell, tell people about one, 
um, you're, you know, you're supportive of pro-life organizations um, at Every Life. And then two, um, talk about buy for a cause. Because I think a lot of people would just like love that concept, supporting, uh, supporting moms, supporting pregnancy centers and stuff like that. I'm happy to. So uh, we, first of all, are really proud to support pro-life creators like yourself. We're really grateful for you, Seth, and your voice here on Unaborted and the White Rose Resistance more broadly, uh, because you're taking a stance for the culture of life. Anybody that's willing to do that in the marketplace of ideas, yeah. we want to support with the commerce marketplace. Uh, yeah. We feel like that that's a great way for us to do two things. One is put our money where our mouth is, and two, to get the message out about the need for our values in the marketplace represented, because unfortunately, there are 100 million plus Americans that are very pro-life that feel underrepresented. And so we get the opportunity yeah. to market to them in a genuine way because they are us and we are them. We also are supporting incredible organizations with diaper donations. So actually, uh, for the entire month of August, any funds raised through our Buy for a Cause program, which is basically where consumers can buy diapers at a heavily discounted rate, we will match on donations and then we'll send those diapers to pregnancy centers, adoption facilities. Wow. Uh, we're actually in the month of August sending diapers, over 30,000 diapers already in August, to uh, the, the victims of the catastrophic wildfires in Maui. So yeah. we have uh, partnered with a great church on the ground there called King's Cathedral, and we're sending over 30,000 diapers that actually deliver today, uh, which wow. is very exciting. So we're, we're excited to help those families in need. But we partner with great organizations like White Rose Resistance, Lila, Rose's Live Action, Save the Storks, uh, and then again, pregnancy centers around the country who rely upon obviously financial donations, but also diaper donations. Yeah. And what's sad to watch for a pregnancy center is a lot of times when they get these diapers mm -hmm. donated, those diapers are owned by and created by pro-abortion companies. We want to try to completely sever the need for a pregnancy center to ever rely mm -hmm. on a pro-abortion company. And we're going to do that product after product after product, starting with diapers and wipes. So we're proud to yeah. give back. We think that this for us um, is a great way for us to obviously as a company continue to engage with the movement and yeah. uh, continue to fund the movement. We always complain about the George Soros's on the left that are funding the culture of death. We need houses of commerce on our side to fund life giving organizations and uh, to any small part we're able to play in that, we're, we're really grateful to be able to do so. Amen. Hey, Michael, <clears throat> last question. Um, talk about, so just so people grasp this because it's so, so important. Talk about the importance of building an alternative economy. So you look at Chase. They have they have kicked out pro-life people before, Michael, for being pro-life um, and conservatives for their beliefs. Um, the, the left with their organizations, institutions and companies and corporations, they will regularly um, to a T if they find out about overt political opinions of their customer base that they disagree with, they will cancel you. They will kick you off the platform, whether that's Airbnb or whether you're banking or whether you're a customer with a bank. Um, what you're doing is to provide a solution to that problem. But I think it's more important than people realize. Can you talk about just overall with Public Square and Every Life, why people need to use their dollars to support people and companies like you who are building an alternative marketplace and economy? Well, I'll answer that question in two ways. The first is I would say we've learned recently how broken and corrupted our institutions truly are. We see that <laughs> yeah. pregnancy centers are firebombed and yet the FBI is investigating Catholic churches. 
Yep. By the way, uh, for nothing being done wrong, just because of their political beliefs, they call Catholics that are fundamental Catholics, violent extremists. We see that the DOJ is concerned about Trump's dealings for the 8,000th time, believing that they've finally got him. Meanwhile, uh, pro-life advocates are assaulted around this country and no one bats an eye. So we're seeing our institutions are very broken. They're corrupted to the core. Our justice system is politically biased. And unfortunately, uh, their bias never swings in our direction. Uh, The major institutions of this country, both in commerce, in the judicial system, uh, legislatively, are tilting the scales against the culture of life. And we are in desperate need of new systems that we can rely on that will tilt those scales back and will make sure that the culture of life is able to prosper in an environment free of cancellation. The second thing happening is that if you look at major authoritarian societies around the world, one thing is always consistent. If you disagree with the values of the regime in power, they will wield the whole financial sector and the whole world of commerce against you and your values, and they will actually cut off your access to engaging in the economy if you disagree with them enough, as you mentioned. So if you take that and extrapolate it to its natural conclusions, you see China and social credit systems where if you you disagree with the values of the regime, you lose points, you lose financial favor, your credit score decreases, you're not able to take on loans, you're not able to access new capital, you're not able to buy a home, you're not able to engage in the grocery store. I mean, we saw this in COVID. Some people are essential, other people's are not essential. And that often depended on how much you agreed with the mandates being put in place. And if you didn't agree, you were not essential we've seen this time and time again and it never ever ends in the furthering of human liberty and prosperity never it always leads to the degradation of those things and a society cannot function that way so why do we need a parallel economy our existing systems are corrupted and broken and the track record that we see playing out before us anytime we see it mirrored in history it always ends in tyranny corruption and the erosion of personal liberties and it's the responsibility of a business owner it's the responsibility of public advocates it's the responsibility of thought leaders to make sure that we are utilizing our voice our funds our resources to create a system that is impenetrable from those corrupted ideologies and that's what this parallel economy is here to do so our 65,000 businesses on public square, they're pro-life, they're pro-family, they're pro-freedom. Some of them are very explicit about that. Others of them don't really advertise it, but they've agreed to these things and they've been vetted in alignment with those values and they are here to serve you in a way that you know with blessed assurance that you're not going to fund the culture of death when you are shopping with them. That is the system we need because one day, as this continues the snowball down the hill uh, and social credit systems and things are implemented, you're going to know that you have this alternate system here that's impenetrable from those things where you can shop and know that you're not going to be canceled because of your pro-life ideology. That's the system we want to create for banking, for commerce, for consumer goods, for household goods, for diapers and wipes. And uh, we're thankful to see that so far this thing is really working. Yep. That is the answer I knew you would give and I wanted everyone to hear. Thank you, Michael. I hope you guys understood and heard that. Like, none of this is new. There's nothing new under the sun. Tyranny takes a little longer in America because of our system of government. And so it tends to lull people 
into a false sense of security and apathy because they say things like, oh, tyranny, communism would never come to America. You freaking idiot. It's happening now and it's happening so slow you don't see it. That's why the parallel economy is so important. And that's what Michael is building at Public Square, Every Life, everylife.com, promo code Seth10. Go get your diapers for your loved little babies. What do you guys say, Michael? Changing lives one little bum at a time. You got it. You got it. We are proud to be changing diapers and changing lives at the same time. And make sure you use promo code Seth10. We're grateful for your partnership, Seth. Amen. All right, Michael. Stand fast, brother. Thank you. Good to see you. Thank you guys for joining the show today. Uh, what a blessing. I hope that encouraged and blessed you. As, as we said, uh, Every Life is our exclusive sponsor right now here at Unaborted. And I wanted you to hear from one of their co-founders um, and the significance and importance of this moment in the fight for life, especially with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. I, I believe some of this stuff is provident providential and God has raised up people like Michael for such a time as this to contend for the lives of little babies and to give you a mindlessly easy way to fight back by being a steward of your dollars and what God has given you to fund a culture of life before it's too late. If you guys enjoy the show, head on over to YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and Rumble, please. We took a break from YouTube because uh, we almost got uh, completely <laughs> deleted. Uh, go to Rumble, give us a subscribe, give us five stars. It really helps uh, on iTunes. It helps us reach more people. We appreciate it. If you want to join the White Rose Resistance, go to www.thewhiterose.life, thewhiterose.life, and become an ally of the White Rose Resistance at $35 a month, you get our donor box, our activism kit. You get included in our digital resistance community where you have live calls with me, curriculum, courses, activism assets. Um, and we're starting to mobilize people and regional leadership for people like you to actually exercise that stewardship and responsibility to push back against the culture of death where you live. If you join at $70 a month and support our organization as we're raising up Christian resistance in America before it's too late. You get to join our coming soon culture war book club with yours truly. We'll read a book a month and you're going to walk away like a pro-life culture warrior understanding the times ninja. The white rose dot life. Join us now as we rebuild Christian resistance to rebuild a culture of life in America. Until next week, I'm Seth Gruber and this is Unaborted.